All right, let's take a deep breath as we dive into part two of our purpose conversation with Catherine Cornwall, the Clarity Queen. She talks in this episode about building self-awareness, tools for better living, and of course, the elusive nature of romance. Will she find it? What happens when she goes on a trip of a lifetime? Stay tuned as Catherine drops gems of knowledge and wisdom for a lifetime on purpose. Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Let's go. It really, really isn't. And I fully, and I don't know if you you both follow Abraham Hicks at all or know of yes. any of their work. Oh, yeah. yeah. What does she say? She says, we never get it done and we never get it wrong or something like that. It's, uh, we we yeah. never, ever, ever get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Our, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're here, you know, on this earth to, you know, grow, evolve um, and create. Okay, that, that right. is why I think we're here. That's why we've been put on this planet. And, right. um, you know, it, it, like we are like an onion. You know, there are so many layers to the onion, yeah. like a giant onion. There are so many layers. And like we said before we started the recording, you know, during the pandemic, so much has been coming up for me, so much mm-hmm. more healing, Ooh, you know, yeah. crazy vivid dreams that I know my subconscious mind is giving to me because there's still something I still haven't let go of. And mm-hmm. you know, you just got to, for me, that the biggest game changer when it comes to starting this work is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is about just become aware of yourself. You know, so many people don't, they, so I'm, I'm very surprised, you know, and I meet a lot, I've, I've met a lot of people in my line of work. I've worked for very large corporate institutions. I've also worked in, a, in an entrepreneurial environment where I'm out meeting people I'm meeting seven, eight, nine different people a day sometimes, you know, and wow. all kinds of different people from different walks of life. And um, people lack self-awareness, you know, people yeah. do. And yeah. people go through their lives reacting from one situation to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm-hmm. And they never, ever even stop to think, what was my role in that? What did mm-hmm. I do there? What could I do better? What was that emotion? Why was I feeling that emotion? You know, nobody asks why. You know, we just feel the anger and react. We just feel the shame and re and react. You know, we just feel the defensiveness. You know, and react. But it all starts with self awareness and then going inward. It, it really is going inward. You know, and that was when my journey started. It was I knew that you know, emotionally, I had so much I needed to address. I, it felt as though from the age of 14 up until the age of 30, mm-hmm. I, I literally got to the age of 30 and I couldn't even tell you who I was. I felt like I lacked identity. I felt like I lacked purpose. I, you know, and I, and I spent 10 years in back-to-back long-term relationships. So again, that meant that I'd never spent any time on my own. You know, I'd never been single. You know, I've never, I've, I was so uncomfortable being on my own. Mm. Um, and that was just due to just complete lack of security, you know, and, and insecurity about myself. And, um, you know, you really have to go inward and you have to just be comfortable, you know, being with yourself, being with your thoughts, recognizing your thoughts, asking why you're thinking those thoughts. <laughs> yeah. um, 
learning more about, you know, what triggers those thoughts, you know, that then trigger the emotion, that then trigger the behavior. So it, it really is, you know, it's, it's, it's a long, it's, it can be a long road, you know, some people get this straight away. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it, it, it lands really easy. Some people, I mean, I see, you know, the, these individuals that are doing what I'm doing online and they've been doing it for a few years and they're so young, you know, they're in mm -hmm. their 20s, you know, giving mm -hmm. this advice out and it's crazy, but you know, everyone, everyone, everybody is on their journey and it doesn't, age yeah. really is nothing but a number when it comes to this kind of thing. And, right. you know, people can have really, really deep traumatic experiences that trigger a spiritual awakening really young. You know, and, and they can go on this journey at a very young age. And um, yeah, we're all we're all on a different path. But it, for me, it's it quite literally is self-awareness, go inward and know that you never get it done. This is a continuous process. And yeah. I am at the very start of my journey. I mean, what I've now been on this awakened journey, I would say, for about seven years, solid. Yeah. Um, I think I was probably awakening. The signs were all there in my 20s, but I was just ignoring them all. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on normal. Yeah. I, I wasn't, my, my environment wasn't conducive yeah. Yeah, to, to having this, you know, come through. Um, you know, my, I, when I talk about, you know, friends, family, the relationship I was in, like nobody was looking at this stuff. You know, nobody was talking about this stuff. So you just, it just isn't in your environment. Um, so I had to learn it. All, I had to learn it on my own. Um, yeah. and find my way. Right. And you're right. No one was looking, look, you talking about it. Uh, it wasn't until, you know, I got connected to, to certain folks because, you know, coming from a psychology background, you know, where you're studying the, the brain and the mind is one thing, but it wasn't until much later that the idea of mindset and, and, mm. uh, you know, those kinds of things, career performance and, you know, just a lot of different, um, buzzwords became, emotional intelligence things like that began to come up but it wasn't it was it was more of um you know it, it wasn't mainstream as much then you know and I'm talking for mm -hmm. me you know I started m my master's work in psychology in 2006 and so it was you know straight laced classical pavlov and the dog mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and the that you know you talk about the hierarchy of needs and the yeah. uh, those kinds of things it was it was still psychology was very what I call straight laced uh, in terms of just, you know, rudimentary the, by the book. Um, and I was grateful to have professors that helped me to be more creative and, and to think outside the box. But even outside the box, there wasn't this, there wasn't a lot of dialogue about um, mindset and and really taking that time for self-awareness and acknowledging the self mm. and healing healing in itself mm. wasn't a discussion in psychology it mm. was more you know okay let's increase your quality of life you know let's 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 decrease the symptoms of this diagnosis mm -hmm. but this 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 talk and and where we are now has really uh, been a, an awakening for me as well you know because as a clinician it's one thing but you know I'm I'm this 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 
concept of healing, you know, we coming from a Christian background, the concept of healing was very, um, was very much, it, it was, it seemed very confined to a church setting, right? There was yeah. that whole environment. Yeah. But the cons, the healing is is so much bigger than that, and and um and and so for me, just hearing you talk about this and really also tapping into mindset shift and 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 to you know um, healing self-awareness, all of these concepts, getting out of your own way. Yeah. I feel like it's a new frontier. That's the only way that I can, can describe it. Ashley, what about you? Cause I know you, you, you're, you coming from public health. Woo. So. <laughs> it's so funny because, um, woo, I'm sitting here kind of in awe, Catherine, and Joy knows we've known each other for a long time, so um, <laughs> so she'll know what I'm about to say, but I'm listening to your story, and it's crazy. We've, we, you know, we've never met before this, but there are parts of your story where I'm like, oh yeah, I can see myself there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. certain parts of your life, I, you know, I've gone through something similar and so and it's actually something that I was talking um earlier I think yesterday or something with joy about um after watching a documentary with Michelle Obama and I find and this is something that I personally just being vulnerable had to deal with that feeling of oh my goodness I'm getting older um I've missed it or it's too late mm, or mm. you know I'm too old for this or whatever and so just to hear your story and, and I guess your timeline, even though the timeline is not necessarily that important, but to hear it, yeah. um, I think was very powerful, not just for me, but I think for a lot of people who are going to listen, because I think many of us, and I know I did, grew up in an environment where, you know, the teens and those people were very poured into and people who were in their late 20s going into their 30s, um, you know, didn't get a lot of mentoring, didn't get a lot of, you know, the mm -hmm. healing and things. Or there was this expectation that, oh, I'm 35 years old. I, you know, you should know better by now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. if y'all that Oh, this, why is this person going through that? They should be here by now. And so, I, you know, thank you for really sharing that vulnerability in your story because yeah. I can relate and I feel like that's going to be very powerful for people. Um, and there's another thing you said that I actually just wrote down, Catherine, um, that I think I, I'm just like, this has to go in my journal, just being honest, <laughs> yeah. because I never thought about it this way when you said your environment wasn't conducive to having that awakening you spoke about. Mm. Mm. And I never, I never thought about it like that. Um, but when yeah. I think about my own story, again, um, <laughs> a similarity, I was engaged in my mid twenties and, um, I'll never forget. I had a dream. <laughs> it was, it was one of those dreams where it was like, okay, you have two choices here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I kind of saw my life if I went on with that person and, um, you know, I made a different choice, but I think about how long that took. But then I look at now I can look back at the environment and say, yeah, actually <laughs> back in that environment as the person I was then, I would have done the same thing, would have made the same choices probably. So, oh, mm -hmm. I'm just in awe. I'm in awe, Catherine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the environment wasn't conducive. And yeah. I think about the environments 
you know, different environments and, um, I, you know, how stifling some of them have been yeah. um, and mm -hmm. how I was trying, I, I remember just trying to um, make something work. Uh, there's this, um, this kind of, I guess it's just general, what do you call it? I, I guess layman's stories or, or, you know, old, old, the old generation, older, I should say, mm -hmm. my mom would, would not like me to say the old generation, <laughs> <laughs> older generation would say, um, would, would, would say things like, you just got to make it work, yes. just make it work. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, but it's 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 not working for me on the inside though. Oh, I, the inside mm -hmm. is screaming, yeah. and I'm like you. You mm -hmm. talked about that's on the surface. It mm -hmm. looks this way, and you you know things are all together, but the inside is screaming. Mm -hmm. And I have definitely experienced that where I'm like, no, I I, I can't make it work. Mm -hmm. Something has to change here. I've got to change. Mm -hmm. I've got to change my environment. Um, and, and I think that there are, you know, in, in, since we're in this series on winning women and, and just talking about, you know, living a life of purpose or what have you, for me, I, I knew that there were situations and now being an entrepreneur, um, full-time entrepreneur, you know, there have been situations where I had to get out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't only an environment, but it was me too. I was stagnant. I was searching. I was effective as a leader, you know, but just screaming from the inside or, or even just feeling um, um, like I, like I was choking on something. Like just uh, no air, not able to, mm -hmm. you know, to to really breathe. And I knew it was time mm -hmm. to go. And and for me, when I hear you talk about this and what have you, these are the kinds of things that I, you know, I I definitely needed to to hear as well, because you know, again with with the pandemic, mm -hmm. that has brought up a whole nother, you know kind of thought process of like okay so so now what joy because i you slowing down mm -hmm. i've gotten an opportunity to look at my life and i know you know we we all have to really relook and say yeah there are some places that are still a bit stony a bit craggy and we need to you know look look at those too and so i definitely am with you on that as i as i'm just beginning that process so for you you know you mentioned self-awareness um as being really really key are there a particular um self-awareness types of uh, activities or even just you know how would someone start to just just be more aware of self mm -hmm. is it a journaling mm -hmm. process what, where where do they go i think i think well there are lots of different things that i think we could we could do journaling is something that is very effective for a lot of people that i work with and mm -hmm. for me as well um mm -hmm. you know spending time um you know and don't get me wrong i've never been one of these diary types you know people that keep diaries <laughs> you know and write down yeah. all of their thoughts all the time you know it was like I've never, ever, ever done that. So journaling for me has only been 
like a self-development thing you know it's never been a oh you know I, I wasn't a teenager writing down you know, my, <laughs> you know my my experiences should we say and you know my mother never found you know a dodgy diary in my bedroom or anything like that it was um it, it, it's only ever been for this purpose but yeah right I can journaling writing down you know your thoughts your feelings why do you feel that way and it's asking those questions um another another really powerful tool or technique that I use that I teach other people to use is to become the watcher of your thoughts mm. so a lot of people um get kind of a lot of people, me me personally and lots of people that I work with um you know we all suffer with like monkey mind we call it right when when your mind is running the show you know you're it's, it's like a low level chat show going on in the background continuously you know it's like Oprah is <laughs> constantly yeah. on in your mind right um, and it's just it's constant you know you're constantly um judging or you know um complaining or um you know getting frustrated or whatever in your mind right mm -hmm. you know I used to play mental movies right of like yeah. scenarios of <laughs> yeah. things that have never happened wouldn't will never come to fruition yeah. Yeah. by doing that and when you fall into the trap and actually it becomes a habit it's, it's a really really strong habit that can be quite difficult to break and and if you don't get a handle on that, it will start to then generate the emotion attached to what it is that you're thinking. So if you're thinking about a conflict with someone, say in work or a family member or something like that, and you know, you're just imagining it in your mind, um, you're feeling all of the emotion attached to that. And then guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up attracting a conflict into your life because that's where you're vibrating. Oh, so right, yeah. for me, becoming the watcher of your thoughts catching it really early on catching it when it's small you know before it grows into a corresponding emotion is uh -huh. something that I have taught myself to do and it's massively effective now I think of thought and I go what was that and I, <laughs> I don't judge the thought I don't judge the thought harshly I don't tell myself off because that is counterintuitive uh, it's just why did I think that you know where's that coming from and sometimes I'll just giggle to myself and be like oh you know but it's, it's all ego right it's all mm -hmm. ego and um yeah it, it, that, that's a technique that, that I think has been very powerful but yeah journaling and watching my thoughts um has, has been yeah has been transformative for sure that's awesome wow. uh, that's awesome and in so many ways and I think that that's pivotal for for some people who who really really ruminate over analyze overthink all of those oh, yeah. things as well uh, and I've definitely been there and we also we noticed on um the, the your clarity queen page it seems like you've been a lot of places have been able to travel a bit as well have yeah. you where where has been your most memorable place to go what's been your most memorable travel experience we should say mm -hmm. and how did that even you know impact you um in your own growth and and or your professional life like what where would you say that was yeah there were two right that stand out because they were both bucket list items for a start you know I I had and this, this is where you know be do have really comes into play so you know learning how to be purposeful about your 
creations yeah so we're mm. here to create yeah we're creating yeah. our own lives okay and moving from creating by default into moving into creating on purpose is a process you know and it yeah. does involve inner work and it does involve being in a good place and it does involve you know being you know it's not just about visualization you know you've got to make it happen as well and you've got to be in alignment with what you want so a dream of mine was to always go to the Galapagos Islands. Okay. Oh, wow. I used to, yeah, I used to spend Sundays. Um, I don't know if you know David Attenborough, which is a famous British, um, he's a presenter and he presents um, animal, you know, uh, wildlife programs. And he's oh, incredible. Um, yeah. But he used to do a series on Galapagos when I was in my 20s. And I was obsessed with going. Um, and when I finally went to uh, move to London and embarked on my journey. Um, I went on my first ever solo trip. So I'd never been on holiday on my own. I I'd spent very little time alone <laughs> in the, the, all of those years until I got to my thirties and um, went on my first ever solo trip and I went to the Galapagos Islands. So I went to the wow. Galapagos Islands and then I went and climbed Machu Picchu in Peru. Wow. Um, that was it was it was it was monumental because it was my first ever solo trip you know I was so petrified going <laughs> on my own I had to you know do a layover in Madrid and you know and then fly I can't even remember I think I did nine flights in total for the whole two weeks what? and it was crazy but it really really I mean I really stepped out of my comfort zone you know I met people from you know different countries and you know um you know got to know them and you know I was always with my friends before you know well my boyfriend it was always so familiar but this yeah. was the first trip where I'd spent time with people that were from you know completely different to me you know mm -hmm. culturally um geographically you know they were all different age groups you know I stayed on a boat um we we sailed around the Galapagos I mean it, it was epic so not only was it a bucket list but also it really stepped me out of my comfort zone and it was also physically challenging as well you know climbing Machu Picchu for four days um yeah. camping and all of that so it, it was really it was a very spiritual journey I have to be honest and, and going through all of the Inca ruins and, and taking the Inca trail was just oh yeah it, it was a beautiful beautiful experience and I had more awakening I think on that trip um and then the second trip I want to mention is um a trip that I went on not last year the year before and it was another bucket list trip it was to go to Sri Lanka and then the Maldives oh my gosh and it was incredible it was incredible and I loved it and um the second leg was in the Maldives and I went there and it was I think I spent five or seven nights I can't remember now um on my own this is another solo trip so this is before I met my current boyfriend Gabriel and oh, wow. um kind of sat on it was it, it was beautiful I loved it um but I went to the Maldives and you know spent time really kind of you know connecting getting into alignment I mean it's so beautiful just being on your own you know the white sand mm -hmm. the sea the snorkeling the scuba diving it was, it was just perfection but I was there and I'd been single for I think five five nearly six years and um and I'd loved being single, you know, that whole time. I was not ready to go back into a relationship, especially after spending, you know, so long in long-term relationship. I wanted that time and space on my own. And yeah. it was on that beach on the Maldives that I made the decision, or not even made the decision, but I realized that I was ready. You know, I was ready to welcome in, 
you know, my soulmate, you know, the, the, the person that I wanted to, you know, the guy that I'd been dreaming of, you know? Um, but I thought, well, you know what, I've been practicing, you know, creating on purpose. I've been practicing manifestation. Let's, let's see if I can do this right with, right. with my dream relationship. And, yeah. um, I wrote down, you know, a whole list of things, you know, a whole list of things, but you know, a, a list of things that I really wanted in, oh, in a, yeah. an ideal yeah. partner, in my perfect partner. And, you know, really spent time making sure it was from my true self, not from right. my ego self. And, you know, just spent that time doing that on that beach. And, you know, being the only single person on the island as well, because they were all married couples, you know, on their honeymoon. Yeah. And stuff, really kind of hit, hit, hit home for me. I was like, yeah. I'm ready. I am so ready to be here with somebody else now. <laughs> so we've just left Catherine in the Maldives one of our bucket list trips, right? Some of you probably have the same bucket list trip of going to the Maldives as we do at the Challenge Yourself podcast. But you'll have to tune in to find out what happens next. Featuring Catherine Cornwall, the Clarity Queen on the Challenge Yourself podcast. Take care. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao!